to give. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for taking good care of me. In the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 9. That's where we will read from chapters 9 and 10. In chapter 9, verses 23 and 24 reads, Likewise, when the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, saying, Go up and possess the land which I've given you, then you rebelled against the commandment of the Lord, and you did not believe him nor obey his voice. You have been rebellious against the Lord from the day that I knew you. In chapter 10, verses 22 and 23, it reads, I'm sorry, verses 12 and 13. It reads, and now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today for your good. Praise the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word will accomplish in our lives this day and in the days ahead. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. I normally give my title before I pray, but I have a particular reason for not uh, giving my title today at the first because my title is The Left Boot and the Right Boot of Our Journey into Our Future. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The left boot and the right boot of our journey into our future. Praise God. The other day I was, I decided, I was looking at some, some bush that was growing up around the edges of the yard, and I decided to go out and cut some things, but I, I, I had on regular shoes. And as I was out there working in the yard, uh, I stepped over into some higher bush, and then I thought as I was there, uh, you know, safety says that you shouldn't be out here cutting brush with just regular shoes on. Uh, you should have boots on, uh, higher than I have, but you should have boots on just in case you get, just in case a snake is over there and decides to, to strike you, amen, and it'll hit the boot and not hit your leg, and then you'll be safer. Amen? Praise the name of Jesus. So boots come in real handy. Somebody said they come in handy. Yeah. For the journey of life, boots are better than shoes. Amen. Boots tend to be, they tend to be stronger. They tend to last longer. Amen. 
And I found out this morning as I was thinking about this and just developing the thought, I was thinking, you know, even as soldiers in the military, uh, you know, do they, do they issue shoes and boots? And yes, they, they issue shoes and boots, but shoes are for dress purposes and only to be worn with the dress uniform. But every day, life and living and working, you wear boots. In the military, so boots are, boots are, are, are better than shoes, and soldiers know that. Soldiers have a lot of walking to do, and sometimes it's in rough territory, and, 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 and boots are better suited, amen, for, for the jobs that they have to do and the lives that, that they have to live as soldiers, amen, amen. So, um, you know, I, I, I've just been reflecting over this, this thing, you know, and thinking about our future Ministry. Yes, today we stopped to, to give God praise and to celebrate what God has done for us over these 21 years. And I'm excited and I thank God I could just sit back and just, just talk about the 21 years of ministry uh, and the things that we have to celebrate about and celebrate for. And I can think of things that we could cry about. Amen. I can think of some difficulties that we've had along the way. But in the midst of it all, God has been good to us. Amen. God has brought us a mighty long way. Amen? Amen. We can thank God for this journey. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because some of us are still here. Amen? Some of us started out in the beginning and we're still here. In the midst of trials, in the midst of troubles, in the midst of disagreements, in the midst of, of hurt feelings, we're still here. And that that speaks a lot, praise the Lord, because sometimes people get upset and they leave because their feelings have been hurt. Uh, uh, things are not going the way they think they should go. Uh, they, they don't want to worship with somebody else in the, in the fellowship, you know? And, and you know, you know it's a, that's, that's people. That's just people. It's going to happen in life, praise the Lord. Amen. Sometimes marriages break up. Amen. Sometimes marriages stay together in the midst of struggles and trials and tribulations. Amen. And many times those that stay together in the midst of trials and struggles and tribulations, when they look back over their lives, they can thank God, amen, that they hung in there. Praise the Lord. And I tell you, it's hard starting over. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So I thank the Lord. Amen. Thank God for those of you who've hung in there. Thank God for those of you who've come along the way. Amen. And see the value of this ministry. Praise the Lord. Amen. But in the midst of thanking God and celebrating, amen, for what God has done and for what God is doing, my mind immediately goes to the future. Amen. Because we're only at this place for a moment. Amen. Amen. The future lies ahead of us. Tomorrow lies ahead of us. Amen? Tomorrow is upon us already. Praise the name of Jesus. So my mind immediately goes toward the future and, and what it will take for us, amen, to, to, to continue this journey and to be faithful, praise the Lord, amen, and productive on this life's journey. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. And so as I thought about this, as I prayed about this thing, and as I was even reading a devotional this morning, the Lord began to speak to me about what it will take for us to go into the future successfully, praise the Lord. I mean, you may have your ideas. Amen. A lot of people have a lot of wonderful ideas. Sometimes, you know, it's a struggle to get people to understand that you don't operate the ministry on ideas. 
Amen. You have to be led by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Because you can have wonderful ideas. So, so sometimes you just don't, sometimes I don't ask people for their ideas. I'm not interested in your ideas. I'd rather for you to pray and ask the Lord and help me and walk with me in the vision that the Lord gave me. You may not understand that yet. All right. You may not quite understand that yet. And I ain't speaking against nobody. I thank God for all of you. So don't take it that way. Amen. Don't take it like, oh, Bishop talking about me this morning. Well, if you gave me an idea and I didn't take it, then I still ain't talking about you because I don't even know what the idea was you gave me. <laughs> Amen. I ain't talking about you, so don't take it that way. Now, when I get ready to talk about you, I'm going to talk about you, and you know I'm talking about you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But but, but I would rather, amen, and it's better to pray. The Bible says those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons and daughters of God. So, so therefore, we want to be led by the Spirit of God and not our ideas. Amen. So we may have all kinds of ideas about what we can do. Amen. And some of those ideas will be Spirit-inspired. Amen. But some of them, amen, are flesh-inspired. Amen. Amen. Some of them is because you saw something somewhere else and you thought it would work over here. But you ain't the visionary for this ministry. Amen. So, so you, can't, you, can't, you can't go and pick something up from somewhere else and say, oh, it'll work over here. It may not work over here. First of all, I'm not in that pastor's ministry. I'm not in his mind and in his spirit, and I don't have the vision that he has. So what might work for him ain't going to work for me. Amen. 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 And I ain't fussing at nobody. I'm just giving you some in general instructions about ideas. Praise the Lord. Ideas are just wonderful, but you can't act on every idea that a person gives you. Because, you know, anyway, <laughs> I see more than you see. And I know more than you know. What will work in your little group may not work for the entire congregation. Praise the Lord. So I thank you for your ideas, praise the Lord. But still, we got to be led by the Spirit of God. So, Lord, Lord what is it, what is it that, that we need that, that, that will help us move forward into our future? Amen. The Lord said there are two things that the church needs. The church needs these two boots, trust and obey. Trust and obey. Amen. Look at the account of the people of Israel as God brought them out of bondage in Egypt and took them into the promised land. Now, I'm not going to preach to hold the whole books about, about their journey into the promised land, which should have taken 11 days, 11 days that turned into 40 years of wilderness wandering. You know, and there were a lot of people that came out of Egypt, and they went around that mountain for 40 years. That should have taken how many days? 11 days. Can you imagine? Somebody should have said, Lord, we've been this way before. So, Somebody said, I've seen this mountain. But God, why, why did it take them 40 years? Why did it take them 40 years to, to go on a journey that should have only taken 11 days? Because God said, they did not trust me and they did not obey me. 
So if we're going to go forward into our future, listen, we got to learn to trust God and obey God. And they go hand in hand. Can you imagine having one shoe on this morning, coming to church, and the other, foot, other shoe off? You left it at home? Can you imagine the journey even getting from your house to the car? Well, one shoe on, so you say, I'm going to trust God, but I'm going to leave obey off. I'm going I'm to obey God, but I'm going to leave trust off. It doesn't work. They go hand in hand. Amen. Trust and obey. God says here, you know, and I know I picked it up. I picked up this, this scripture in the middle of, of, of uh, both of these chapters. And you can go back and read the rest of the chapters if you would like to. But, but in chapter 9, what Moses is doing is he's preparing, amen, them to go into the promised land. Now, remember, Moses didn't even go into the promised land. Moses was able to look over and see the promised land, but he didn't go in. Because that was the instance where God told Moses, oh, y'all know the word. Speak to the rock. And Moses was frustrated with the people, and Moses struck the rock. Amen. You can't get frustrated with the people. Amen. I can't get frustrated with you all. Amen. Because I will strike you. But my obedience has to be to God and not to you all. Are you understanding? Amen. So I have to listen to the voice of God, amen, and follow God, amen, because whatever promises God has, amen, I want to receive them for myself. Moses even got there, you know, got to close to the promise, and Moses asked God, let me go, let me go in. God said, oh, don't bring this up now, Moses. Don't even, don't even bring it up. Because I've already told you what's going to happen. And I told you the reason it's going to happen. So Moses, don't even bring it up. Amen? <laughs> so in chapter 9, Moses is recounting to the people of Israel their rebelliousness and their disobedience to God. Amen? And they failed to trust God. And, and the, the scripture that I picked up on in, um, at verse, um, verse number what was it? Verse number 23 is where he talks about Cardus Bonnier. Amen. Well, God said, go up and possess the land. All right? God is saying, I'm going to give you the land. God told them. He was giving them the land. And Moses just wanted them to go in and spy out the land and bring back a good report. Tell us what's there. They went and they saw it. Amen. And only two people came back with a favorable response. Only two people, 10 people came back with a negative response. Two people came back and said, oh, yes, the land is good. Amen. I mean, it's filled with milk and honey. But there are giants. They even brought back the grapes. Amen. On the shoulders of two men, the clusters of grapes. But they said there are giants in the land. We were as grasshoppers in their sight. They failed. They, 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 put, they put fear into the hearts of the people. Amen. Excuse me. It was only Joshua and Caleb that said, let us go up, for we are well able to possess this land. Amen. And because of the people's disobedience, because of, 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 of the, the, 
the people instilling fear in the hearts of the people. They didn't trust God. Now, after, after they realized God was going to punish them, they said, okay, let's go. We're going we, to go in. We're going to fight. Moses said, don't, don't go. He said, God is not with you. And they went up and they were defeated because God was not with them. Amen. So this is the account. And he, he, he gives them an overview of the things, the ways in which they have disobeyed God. But then when it comes to chapter 10, at verse 12, what we picked up at, uh, the Bible says that Moses said to them, and now, now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God and to walk in all his ways and to love him and to serve him, serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and to keep the commandments and statutes um, which, which I've commanded you today for your good. So in essence, all that Moses tells them to do is to trust and obey God. Obey what? Obey the commandments that I've given you this day. Because the commandments that I've given you are from the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Trust the Lord. Respect the Lord. Love the Lord with all of your heart. Amen. With all of your mind. With all of your soul. Amen. As Jesus picks, on and say, picks up in the Gospels and says, and with all of your strength. Love God with all that you have. Amen. And what Moses is saying is that now this thing is a relationship issue. It is a relationship issue. When it comes to ministry, saints, this is a relationship issue, and it is a relationship, first of all, with God. Amen. It is a relationship with God. Amen. God now, under this new covenant, as we talked about on Wednesday night, God now says this is a, a, a personal relationship between you and me, for every believer. I have given you a new heart. Amen. Amen, amen. Through your faith and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, then you can do what I've called you to do. And when I read that scripture and I think about that, my mind goes to the book of Philippians that says, it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Amen. So, so God has infused us with a new heart. This is a, a spiritual birth that has taken place in every believer so that we can obey God, so that we can trust God. It's not an outward thing. Now, saints, I want to encourage us. I want to encourage us to trust God, obey God. Put these boots on your feet. Now, I'm going to talk about these boots in just a few minutes because you see they're not new boots. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. There's something good about these boots as I was thinking about those things. Uh, these two boots that we need for our journey. Amen. Trust and what? When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. What else? When we do his good will, he abides with us still. And who will trust and obey? Trust and To be happy in Jesus. All right now. 
There's no other. No, no, I got to preach now. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Simon. Amen. You know, you, you get to the end of that verse and say, there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Mm. Now, you think about this thing, and, and I, I, I'm going to prayerfully tie all of this together because we like to be happy. Oh, yes, we love to be happy. Amen. We got all excited when I told us, when I shared that this morning about almost getting stopped by the police officer, but it was the other person. And we were just happy and just like, we like that. You know, and I come in here and joke with you every Sunday morning and make you laugh. We love laughing. We love being around people who make us happy. But sometimes we look for our joy and our happiness in the wrong place. Amen. Sometimes even when we come into the house of the Lord, we're looking for other people to, to lift us and to make us smile and to make us happy. We want the praise team to make us high, to make us happy, to, to make us smile. Amen. We want the praise team to push us so we can dance and we can shout because we love those things. But the thing we need is to Amen. And tabernacle of praise, as we go on this journey into our future, we need to trust God and we need to obey God. Now, we can, we can do some of the same things that God said against the children of Israel. He can say against us. There have been times we've not trusted the Lord. There have been times we've been rebellious against the Lord. There have been times when some of us have gone, have gone our own way and done our own thing. Amen? But we thank God for Jesus because in Jesus we experience the grace of God. Amen? What I experienced this morning was the grace of God. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Amen. It was nothing but the grace of God. When I saw that police officer turn on his lights, I knew I was guilty. Amen. I knew I had been speeding. Amen. And so I immediately pulled over to the side and stopped. But thank God for his grace because justice went around me. Glory to God. Are you understanding me? Amen, amen. So we, 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 we experience God's grace in the midst of our disobedience. And we're reading between chapter 9 and chapter 10, amen, as God speaks about what they've done wrong, but we see grace in the midst. For when he starts telling them what to do going into the future, he's extending grace toward them. Some of those people didn't get God's grace. Because some of those people, the adult generation that came out of Egypt died in the wilderness because of their disobedience, because they failed to trust and obey God. So, saints, we don't want to be like that. Amen. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you don't want to be like that. You want to trust God, and you want to obey God, and you don't want to be walking with one shoe on and one shoe off. Tell them, put on both shoes. Tell them, put on both shoes. You'll walk better. <laughs> Hallelujah. Trust and obey. 
So, you know, I thought about this this morning. You know, as I was thinking about this and thinking about journeying, amen, and thinking about, thinking about, thinking about, you know, going into our future, you know, and I looked at my boots. And I didn't have the boots, but I knew what they looked like, you know. And I was thinking about my boots, and I've had these boots for, as you can see, I've had them for years. These boots have been on the mission field, amen. Amen. These boots have been in my garden. These boots have been in the weeds. These boots, you know, I used to polish them up and shine them, you know, and in the wintertime I'd wear them, amen, on cold days. Amen. So these boots have been around, praise the Lord. So, you know, they look a little worn, amen, glory to God. And as I thought about this, you know, a couple of things I thought about about boots, amen. Boots are made for hard work. Boots are made for hard work, amen? And the Lord has not promised us that it was going to be easy on this journey, amen? For those of us who will endure to the end, it's those of us who will receive the blessing, amen? Amen, you got to go through trials and struggles and tribulations, amen? Amen, and you've been through trials and struggles and tribulations, but the Lord has been faithful. The Lord has kept you. The Lord has brought you out. The Lord has brought you through. The Lord has elevated you. The Lord has blessed you in ways that you didn't deserve to be blessed. Are y'all in the house? Amen. 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 So even though this is a journey in the Lord, the Lord lets us know that this journey is not going to be easy. Amen. But you got to trust him. Amen. Your, your boots are made for hard working. When you got ready, when they got ready to go into the promised land, God says that these people are going to come up against you. Matter of fact, when they were journeying, he would not allow them to go certain ways. Amen. Because the people of those countries were strong and it would have incited fear into the Israelites. Amen, into the Hebrew people. So God wanted, God protected them, but he let them know it was not going to be easy. To go into the land and possess the land, they had to dispossess those who had possession of the land. You understand me? So many times, before I say that, so what what I'm saying is, in order for them to take possession of the land, they had to trust God and obey God to drive those people out who already owned the land. And sometimes it was not driving the people out. Sometimes it was killing them, utterly destroying them. Let's make a spiritual application of that point. Amen. So, so, and, and this is hard work. Tell your neighbor it's hard work. Hard work. So you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna inherit the promises of God. Uh, you're going to inherit your land. God says there's some things you got to kill. It's not your neighbor. It's not that supervisor on that job. There's some stuff you got to kill in you in order for you to possess the, one of the hardest things to do in any believer's life is to bring the flesh under subjection and to mortify the deeds of the flesh that are operated in your life in the earth realm. That's why there's such a struggle against it. People don't want to deal with them their own self. It's much easier for me to talk about you than to deal with me. 
It's much easier for me to see the speck in your eye than to see the beam in my own eye. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Amen. Paul says, I must keep under my body that I bring my body under subjection lest after I preach to others, I myself be a castaway. So God calls us to deal with ourselves. We got to deal with our own attitudes. We got to deal with our own mental dispositions. Listen to me, saints. This word is the truth. Amen. God knew what he was writing or what he was inspiring to be wrote. And God knew that he expected us to follow. Because anytime we, anytime we do not obey his word, we are failing to trust him, and we will inevitably make a mistake. And when we make a mistake, we're going to not only mess ourselves up, we're going to mess someone else up. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't be guilty of messing yourself up, but even the more messing somebody else up. And so you got to deal with your flesh. You have to deal with yourself. The Bible says be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The Bible means be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Because unless you're renewed in the spirit of your mind, your mind is going to guide what, what you do, what you say, what you think. Inevitably, listen to me, what you think is going to come through these lips is going to be worked out in your life. Oh, you got to deal with your flesh. It's hard work. Tell your neighbor it's hard work. Most of us don't like to deal with ourselves. As a matter of fact, most of us think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. But the Bible says think soberly as God has dealt to every person the measure of faith. Have a level, have an even perception of yourself. Don't think too low and don't think too high. Balance. This thing out. All the number of people, the number of people whose feelings have been hurt by our bad attitudes. The number of people that have been hurt by words that come out of our mouths. The number of people we fail to minister to because we won't forgive. I'm talking about going into our future now. God said, you got to obey me. Now, you've messed up because you didn't obey me. So you got to put on both boots. This is the part of trusting on and obeying God. Why don't we forgive? We don't forgive because we don't trust God enough to take care of situations. We don't trust God enough to take care of us in the midst of situations. We think somebody else owes us something. They don't owe us anything. Just like God forgave you, God can forgive that other person. And God expects you. We even, all of us grew up praying what we call the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our, our debts as we forgive who trespass against us. Do you ever think about the meaning of that? 
Do you think God means what he says? God means what he says. He means what he says. And so as we grow in the Lord, I know it may be difficult at first, but this is the part of being a soldier in the Lord's army. I don't think there's a person who's been in the military here who started out and it was easy from the get-go. And it got more difficult as time went on. But what made the difference? The training made the difference. The experience made the difference. Amen? That's why you go through basic training. Amen? When you get out of basic training, you have to actually go into battle. Amen? It is still difficult, but what you know and what you trust makes the difference. Some people are just not willing. They're just not willing. Mm. Training and experience. So the boots, boots are made for hard work. And so the more you wear the boots, the more you use the boots, they become beaten and battered, torn, worn. One thing I notice about my boots, they look bad on the outside, but God knows they're still comfortable on the inside. As a matter of fact, they're better today than they were when I first bought them. They feel so much better today than when I first bought them. Because what? They're broken in. God wants to break you in. And what makes life harder is when you refuse to allow God to break you in. In order to be broken in, you've got to go through some stuff. Saints, listen to me. I'm not being one-sided about this. I understand exactly what the Lord is saying here. Amen. 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 The truth is, amen, that, 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 that you on this life's journey, you have to go through some things that's going to wear, wear you out, that's going to wear you down, that's going to break your will, but it's to change your perception and make you trust God the more. Because it's not about you. Tabernacle of praise, this thing is not about us. It is not about me. It's all about the Lord. God knows what he's doing. If the Israelites had trusted God, God knew what he was doing. Even when he said destroy all of those people, he knew what he was doing. You know, we look at that today and we say, oh, some people, not us. We say, oh, God is so mean and so cruel. How can he do all of that? Well, you forget the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And you, can, you, you forget that God is sovereign and God had a purpose. He said, now, if you go into this land and you don't do what I tell you to do, and you don't destroy all of those people that I tell you to destroy, then they're going to come back to you and they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna affect you. They're going to fight against you. They're going to they, 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 they're gonna cause you to sin. They're going to cause you to fall away. They're going to cause you to turn your backs on me. Isn't that what happened? The women started looking good to those Israelite men. Amen. They went on battle against one group, and, and, and they were told to destroy everybody. They brought the women and the children back, and God, God was displeased. So I told you not to do it. And so he had them go and kill all of the women because what was going to happen was the men were going to intermarry. Let me tell you all something about mixed marriages. 
The Bible says don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. I want to bring this into the New Testament. Amen. Because sometimes you figure, some people figure that, well, as long as I marry that person, amen, they're going to be all right. You know, they're going to change. Amen. But it's a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing. Amen. To, to mix your, 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 your faith with that of a marrying and connecting with an unbeliever. Ooh, Lord have mercy. I know we don't believe it today because we feel like this is my life. I can live it the way I want to live it. I can do what I want to do. <laughs> you can do what you want to do, but you'll suffer the consequences. Yeah, you can really do what you want to do, but you will suffer the consequences. Amen. Just because you love a person doesn't mean that, 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 that everything is going to be worked out because you fell in love. Your first, the Bible says, you shall love the Lord your God with your total being. Now, when you love God with your total being, then you see clearly how to love other people. Certain people you don't even allow in your view. Guys, I don't care how good she look. I don't care what kind of figure she got. Girls, I don't care how good he looks. I don't care how good he smells and how he keeps his hair all cut and shaped and looking good. And wears his muscle shirts and got all of these wonderful muscles. I remember a song that somebody sang a long time ago. It said, beauty's only skin deep. Will y'all listen? Young people, will you listen? America, will you listen? Tell your neighbor, listen. Lord, have mercy. This is a part of trusting God. This is a part of obeying God. Amen. God speaks to every area of your life. And God wants you to trust him in every area of your life. He wants you to trust him with that very intimate place in your life. Amen. Where you're going to bring somebody into your life that's going to affect your life, all of your life. And as easy as it is to get a divorce, divorce is not God's plan and God's will. Amen. Even though Moses allowed it for the hardness of your heart, the Israelites, I know God gives us grace, but we have to think about, think about what God's will is. Amen. So, so, so you're going to go through. My boots have been through. You see these boots? They have been through. Amen. They were new at one time. They were shiny. Amen. Now they've been scuffed up. Amen. They're dirty. I can't even wash them clean. On the outside. But I don't wear my boots for work for how they look on the outside. I'm on a journey. I'm on a journey. I'm wearing what it takes to make it to the end of the journey. Listening. Are you listening? So the more I think about water moccasins and Cottonmouth moccasins that we have around York, South Carolina, and other snakes, 
I'm going to go and buy me some high-top rubber boots for the next time I go out in the, into the weeds for protection. I need to be protected. Tell your neighbor you need to be protected. We're on a journey, saints. The Lord has not promised us it was going to be easy. Who told you that being a part of the body of Christ was going to be a piece of cake? Who told you that being a part of any particular congregation was going to be praised all of the time, that everybody was going to love you and everybody was going to agree with you? Some people you can't agree with. I tell you, Lord, have mercy. Some people you have to, you have to, you have to, you have to bear up with them in love. But you got to love them. we go into our future, I want you to remember this. God says, you got to trust me. You got to obey me. There's no substitute. Nothing can substitute trust and obey. Nothing. Nothing can take the place of trust and obey. Your boots, as you journey through this life and ministry into the future. Don't tell me God sent you to this church and then something happened and you said, now the Lord told me to go somewhere else. You're lying and you're not telling the truth. If God sent you here, he sent you to experience everything you're experiencing. Either to put up with it and learn to pray and forgive or learn to let it grow you because iron should sharpen iron. And whatever two pieces of iron strike together, they're going to produce a spark. But it puts the iron in the place to be used for its purpose. To be used for its purpose. Don't let hurt feelings drive you away. Don't let misunderstandings drive you. Do you think people have been here from the beginning have always understood and have always had their feelings uh, uh, never hurt? No. No. Don't let the grass that looks greener on the other side of the fence pull you. You know, when you look at people in the church, make sure that you've washed your windows. Because if you're looking through dirty windows, you're going to see dirty people. So if you're looking through washed windows that's been washed in the blood of Jesus, then you begin to see people who are also washed in the blood of Jesus in the midst of their imperfections, in the midst of their inabilities, in the midst of their being older and not thinking like young people. The boots for journeying into your future. Trust Now let's sing the song again.
Think about it. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. When we do his goodwill, he abides with us still and with all. 